Badassers, and welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business, or in other words, to get badassified. This is Annette Piper, the Badass Business Chick, and your host for the Badass in Business Show. And today is going to be totally awesome as we have Jamie Slutsky on the show today. Jamie and I connected in a Facebook group that we're both in, and I'm very impressed with how her work helps entrepreneurs do what they do best in their business. So here's a lowdown on her. Jamie Slutsky integrates software systems for creative and out-of-the-box entrepreneurs so that they can spend their time and energy creating content and engaging with their clients. She thrives by removing tech as a barrier to letting her clients' vision shine through. Jamie hosts the Tech of Business podcast, where she showcases the role of software and technology in businesses of every shape and size. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to share today because I know tech is kind of a barrier for me, so uh, I can't wait to hear more. So tell us a little bit more about you, your life, your business, what you're passionate about. Sure, absolutely. I am a mom. I've got two daughters. My younger one is a gymnast, so she lives at the gym when she's not at school. So I am very, very thankful for Wi-Fi. I will just say that right out of the gate. And I have my degree in computer science, and I just found my way to computers and technologies and systems from a very young age and just kind of kept exploring that. I went I went the corporate route for over a decade, and then I wanted to be mom first to my kids. So I said, this is something I could do from home. So I figured out a way to build websites and to make websites and the online world work for people who have something to give to society. They may be an artist or a yoga teacher. They may be an accountant or, you know, a financial advisor. I mean, what I do for my clients doesn't necessarily matter what their industry is. As long as they've got their passion there, then I can fill in the whole of uh, what technology often has and leaves and creates. Well, that's a fantastic intro to who you are and what you do. And, uh, yes, thank goodness for Wi-Fi and coffee shops for me because I I sometimes have to get out of the home office and go to a coffee shop to uh, buckle down on some work and get away from home distractions. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I love Wi-Fi. And so becoming a tech, a tech expert uh, you know, that's an interesting field for women. Uh, traditionally, it's, you know, I, I think of, you know, when they first started with, uh, you know, the the whole, uh, what's the word I want to use? Anyway, the, the whole geek thing is mm-hmm. to be full of guys. And now there's so many women in that world. I know I worked in technology for a long time in uh, semiconductors. 
And so what what was the inspiration for you to uh go get your degree in computer science and become a text a tech expert? You know, it was I didn't really know there was another way. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest that it never phased me to be around a bunch of guys. It was not a big deal. I think I was one of six or seven women in my class, you know, and I graduated in 1999. And it didn't really phase me. I was just, I always get along well with men. I can relate to women. I can, but there's less um, competition, you know, they, the guys were really like my cheerleaders. And so it was really helpful to have that core group of people that I was going through this degree with that didn't care that I went into the, you know, that I was a woman and, you know, I was, a, you know, a girl at that time. I really feel like I was a girl. I wasn't, I didn't grow up until I grew up. Um, but it was, <laughs> I didn't. I, I, you know, it's just that's how it is. But I actually sat down in front of a computer in the early 80s. My librarian at our elementary school was the first in the district to bring um, computerized checkouts to the school library. And great at the time. And he sat me down in front of the computer and said, Jamie, figure this out. So I did, and then I went on to, you know, Oregon Trail and all of that stuff, and then got my first email address in, like, early 90s at the public library, and I just never really stopped. I'm like, this stuff's cool. Um, so it's just, I guess it's just in my DNA. <laughs> and, you know, I, I always, I look at my, my kids, and, um, you know, they were, quite young when computers, you know, we started getting access to personal computers. And it's like they were born with a, like a computer chip in their brain because it, it's been quite a learning curve for me to get to um, that level of uh, being able to manage a lot of tech on my own. And it's still not my area of expertise. So thank God there's people like you <laughs> in the world. <laughs> So I know one of the things that you uh, do is um, help people with virtual summits. And I know I've uh, done a virtual summit before, but for our listeners, explain what exactly is a virtual summit and what goes into hosting one. That's a great question, and thank you for dialing right into one of my passion uh fields here with the virtual summits. Virtual summits are an online um, conference, pretty much, is the best way to describe it. It's uh, all virtual. It's all online. Um, the sessions are interview sessions, or they may be presentations. They may be roundtables, just like you'll get at an actual conference. But it's all done online on your computer. And so there's obviously a lot of technology that has to go into it from setting up the website to email delivery to make sure that emails go out on time to processing payments for any parts of the summit that are paid. Oftentimes the summits will have a limited run that's free. And then if you want access to the content longer term, you pay for that privilege. Um, and then you've got experts, you've got speakers, you've got, uh, all of your topic uh, level experts that you're going to have interviews with. And so those are often video interviews and that therefore you're going to have to host those video files, edit them, produce them, all of that kind of stuff. So that is really 
things that just have to keep going forward and keep going forward. Um, there's a lot of technology pieces, and it's a matter of just putting one in front of the next, in front of the next, and making it a full, complete experience for the attendee because no one wants to go to a conference that is scattered. And so just because you're online doesn't mean you can't still have, um, yeah, you still have to have the really the focus. You have the agenda. You have to know what you're doing. And it's just a lot of moving parts, but it's a blast. It's a blast to produce them. It's a blast to host them. And it's also really, really fun to be a speaker on someone's summit and to attend summits. There's there's so many different ways to be involved with a summit, even if you're not ready to host one yourself. Um, and I love summits. I am, uh, like I said, I've hosted my own virtual summit before, and I get invited to be a guest on summits all the time. I've just done two recordings just in the uh the last two months for uh, other people's virtual summits. And for those of you listening, uh, if you're a business owner, a virtual summit is very powerful to help you grow your database, your list, because you invite other experts, they market it to their list, and your database grows. And it also helps you build your credibility out in the virtual world, um, which is, you know, that right there is an asset in your business is to build your credibility. And so someone like Jamie would be a perfect person to connect with to learn more about uh, how that can all be put together uh, to help you build your audience. I know when I hosted my virtual summit, I grew my list by 2,000 people in 10 days. And mm-hmm. I made enough money on selling the uh, the recordings that I was able to pay the assistant, the person that put the virtual summit together for me, pay out all my affiliate commission, and still uh, walk away with uh, some money, so some profit. Absolutely. So, there is, yeah, yeah, that was going to say, there are a lot of really great reasons for hosting a summit, and you really highlighted a lot of them. My favorite one is the credibility and the connections because that's what's going to move you as a business owner forward. And then, of course, the list building and the money generating side of things, those are going to solidify your your own business. I mean, you can't host a virtual summit and not make any money because if you do that, then your business isn't going anywhere. And if you are hosting a virtual summit and you're not building your list, then you're not going to have people who are interested in what you're going to do next. I always say that a virtual summit is a lead-in to whatever's next, whether it's a membership site, whether it's courses, whether it's uh, group coaching, individual programs, whatever it might be, a virtual summit can be an avenue to a lot of different things. But a virtual summit itself is not a business. And I like to make that really, really clear that any business can host a virtual summit leading into whatever's next. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it's just part of a marketing uh, and and credibility strategy, uh, one of many that uh, you should consider using in your business. Mm-hmm. So I know you talk about uh, the zone of genius. 
What is Mm -hmm. your definition of the zone of genius, and why does working in this zone matter so much to you? Oh, I love that question. My definition, or actually, let's go back to the definition of the zone of genius. I see it as like a Venn diagram, mapping circles of, you know, where your passion is and where you're, what you're good at and what people want, and then where you intersect. That's your zone of genius. So you're in this little time. Let's throw that away and go to my definition of the zone of genius, which is where your passion and your skill sets collide. And think of it as two balls going head first along against each other and when they they um, come together it's an explosion and you've created a new greater bigger space and so that's your zone of genius is where those collide and you're working in this expansive space that you can do all sorts of really cool stuff in but you are passionate about everything that's in there and it matches your skill set fully and completely so that's how I define the zone of genius and I think it's so I valuable. I love that description of where <laughs> your passion and your skill sets collide. Yeah. You can just visualize it. And I'm sure the, the audience is sitting there saying, yeah, I can totally visualize this big, expansive space. And I like it to say that when you work in your zone of genius, you're creating space to be able to hire people who work on the stuff that's not in your zone of genius because it's an expansive space rather than a constricted space with that Venn diagram. So that's why I like it when people get to work in their zone of genius. And as we've already talked about, my zone of genius is the technology. Uh, so it makes it fun and exciting. I love getting into that. I love figuring it all out. And it really, it lights me up. So why wouldn't I want to? spend more time doing what lights me up. Exactly, exactly. And for me, the tech part, ugh, <laughs> not my zone of genius. And some of it is necessary that I do. And then there's some that I would just assume pay for someone else to do that because what takes them 30 minutes to do probably takes me five hours to work with. And so um, I, I love that. And you talk a lot about the role of software and technology. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, the Tech of Business podcast launched in April of 2018. So it's just a little while ago. And what I do on the podcast is I really talk about the technology that other business owners are using. We just kind of dig into what that technology is. I mean, I've interviewed people from a jewelry maker to a lawyer um, to a franchise uh, owner to uh, someone who's got you name it, I've got lots of interviews, and depending on when this is out there, you'll you'll hear some of them. You may some of them might be coming soon. I also do what I call deep dive uh, sessions, where I I deep dive into a specific piece of technology or a tech concept. So one of the episodes that I did was all about email marketing, and then I also did one about virtual summits. And the idea behind those is to just 
give you a standalone piece of content when you're ready to get into a specific technology. You can have that overview and feel confident jumping into that. And the third type of um, session that I have on the podcast is a uh, tech breakthrough session where I actually bring on a member of the audience and we go through something that they're struggling with in their business. Maybe they have a hole in their tech stack or they want to find a way to use tech more efficiently or create some kind of automation. And we'll work on that right there on the podcast. And then I will follow that up with some video tutorials for them, which I put on the show notes and things like that. It's a ton of fun. And I love being able to talk tech with non-tech folks. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to check that out. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we always have uh, challenges. And what's a recent challenge that you've had in your business, and how have you overcome that? You know, I think that the biggest challenge that I've had in my business lately is uh, – Actually, it's something I've probably struggled with uh, a lot and, you know, over the years is my excitement over technology and being able to do things some um, used to and sometimes still does cloud my judgment as to finding the right solution. And so one of the things that I've worked really hard on this year is to um, really keep the end goal in mind for my clients and not just go down the tech rabbit hole because I could build something extremely complicated and then my clients couldn't use it and it couldn't run for everything that they needed it to do. So I need to remember to keep the client in mind and to put the right, the next right piece of technology in place for them and not necessarily go 20 miles deep. (laughs) So that's kind of uh, the biggest thing that I've learned is to really keep the uh, the client, the end goal in mind as often as possible. Yeah, and I think that is uh, can be a challenge for many of us. Uh, you know, I sometimes okay. I can see so far into my client's business that I can overwhelm them with information right out of the gate, and I I've always got to remember to not only keep the end goal in mind, but also to work at their uh, space of capability. Because I've been doing this for so long that I I see so many things all at once, and I've got to remember to rein it back in a little bit so that uh, I don't overwhelm them out of the gate and they can implement what they're getting. So I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter what industry we're in. We have to remember that the client can only take on what they can take on and that they hired us because we are the expert, not because we are ready to shove everything we know down their throats. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs uh, when it comes to uh, technology or you know, even uh, growing their business? Uh, Really, I I would go back to working in your zone of genius. Uh, Figure out what your zone of genius is and experiment. Um, When I was trying to really figure out 
I really didn't want to be only in technology. As much as it sounds crazy after this conversation, I really wanted to help others. And I actually got my uh, certification as a personal trainer. I was feeling so good because I was very passionate about helping others. But it was not my zone of genius because it was not where my skill sets were. So I was working in where one of my passions lay, but not where my skill sets were. And I was falling flat every single day. So I experimented and then eventually cut that off and went back to the technology, which is where my skill sets are. And I was still helping others, which is where my passion is. And that's where I was able to truly embody what it is and what I'm supposed to be doing. So experiment, but uh, and then and find your zone of genius. That would be my biggest recommendation. And it's okay to not hit a home run the first time out. Exactly, exactly. Great advice. Now I know you have a special offer for our listeners. Share a little bit more about it. Uh, yeah, no, I love doing tech breakthrough sessions with people. I love it when people know what they're doing um, and why they're bringing in new technology. So I have a freebie for you guys that is um, for you to – it's a quick checklist for you to go through when you um, are bringing in new technology or new software or thinking about it to help figure out if it's the right thing. And then I also have a tech breakthrough session, which gets us on a call together, um, and we can really kind of go one step deeper than the checklist or two steps or five steps, however fast we get through it, um, to be able to figure out if it's the best next move for you in your business and towards your goals. Okay, and where can they get that uh, list? That is going to be, yeah, that's over on my website at techofbusiness.com forward slash, and I'm trying to remember what it is. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, I can tell you right now because you sent it. I sent it to you, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot to look it up before we got on the call. See, there. But you know what, people, it's. It's going to be in the podcast notes, so no worries. Yeah. No worries. Um, You'll, you just yeah. go to the podcast notes. It'll be over. And then it's a, it's available anywhere on my website as well, but I have a special landing page for you guys. So definitely grab the one from the show notes so that we know that you came from Annette. That would be awesome. And, um, yeah, but techofbusiness.com is my website. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, Jamie, it's been great having you on the Badass in Business show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Jamie's info, as I said, and the link to uh, her her little freebie for you will be in the podcast notes. Remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners. And check out my new e-learning site at badassinbusinessacademy.com. You can also find me at AnnettePiper.com, and remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Go out and make it a badass day. Thank you, everyone. Namaste.